on today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. Joe and I had a big week. Uh, Joe, happier than my week. Uh, we'll talk about it on the other side of the intro here. But news, uh, pretty much news revolving around some social media this week. What happened on social media? Uh, some Teddy Long stuff, some Malachi Black stuff. Uh, we have a This Day in Wrestling History with Arn Anderson. And we had a retro pay-per-view this week, Survivor Series 1999. It was not great. I thought the last match was pretty it good. Was, it was wrestling. It was wrestling. Wrestling was on our TVs for uh, for, for a retro pay-per-view. But for the, the weekly stuff, we had some all-time segments this week, specifically from SmackDown. We had a two-hour rampage last week. Um, I thought Raw was really good. NXT, I thought, was kind of not very good. Uh, and Dynamite, also not the best. But um, I think Raw and SmackDown are just on a different level right now, thanks to Triple H. But we're going to get talking about that after, on the other side of the retro pay-per-view. It's going to be a good, good episode. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDT WrestlePod. Joe, you ready to go? Yep. Oh, let's go. Welcome into episode 76 of the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm joined by Joe. And we had a big week, Joe. And by we, I mean you basically had a big week. Um, my big week consisted of me having surgery yesterday. I had hernia surgery yesterday. I've, I'm on painkillers. I'm drinking alcohol. It's not a very good combination. Nice. Um some things might be said here tonight that I don't remember. I might also just fall asleep. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but Joe, the floor is yours. Um, with the news? I mean, your big news. You said you wanted to talk oh. about it. Oh, I didn't. It's not necessarily I want to talk about it on the podcast. I just figured I'd bring that. Actually, I thought you would bring it up. I I always, I thought of it as more as your of your news than my news. Um, but I I got engaged this past week. Woo! That that's pretty cool. Um, very excited about it. You sound like terrified, it. of course. <laughs> no, that's it. Don't it's make me not, laugh that hard. Scary. It hurts to laugh. <laughs> Why? I had hernia surgery. Oh, okay, okay. You literally you didn't just say said that. that. I did. I just said that. Oh, oh I guess Sorry, I didn't I say what kind it was. I had hernia surgery, so it hurts to laugh. Yeah, it wasn't it anything to, cool. It hurts to cough. Uh, it hurts to do anything that requires me to use my core 
or at least what's left of it. This is now my third hernia surgery. I have weak abs. Just yeah, it's it's rough. But while 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 they were in there, did you ask them to like take a little take a little anything else out? No, no. no. I will say there's a little background here. I'll I'll talk about it. We had a, a buddy of ours. I I use that term loosely. Um, who worked with us back in the day when we were both living in Hawaii who also had hernia surgery. Um, one of the most gullible people I've ever met in my life, but uh, we would always mess with him and tell everyone that he was actually getting dick reduction surgery. So when he came back to work with us, we told he everyone thought he had dick reduction surgery, uh, when in reality he did not. So that's what Joe's getting at there. Uh, I, did oh, no, I, have, I did not have dick reduction I, surgery. I wasn't even actually talking about that. I just figured I was saying that they're right up up there by your belly. There's, uh, you know, some extra extra mass up there. No, I wish I wish I could have also had just liposuction with it, but you know, yeah, it'd be pretty like like if I if I had hernia surgery, I'd be like, yeah, you're already right there. Grab the vacuum. Just get the vacuum. Get all the fat out. <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty cool. I probably I probably would have lost like what like twenty or thirty pounds. That has to be what's in my belly. It's definitely not in my butt. <laughs> Got a really flat butt. My wife likes to remind me of that all the time. But anyways, this is a wrestling podcast. So we're going to talk a little bit about the news. The news isn't like uh, something we're going to talk too like in depth about. There's just like some things that happened this week. We can just go ahead and get around the, the two quick things here. There is something we could talk a little bit about, but... Uh, this day in wrestling history, uh, one year ago, we had the infamous Arn Anderson Glock promo. Um, and now we never see Arn Anderson on AEW anymore, and Cody's in WWE. That's true. So there's that. Um, and then Teddy Long on Twitter this week went on a block spree, or so everyone thought. The drunk dudes did not get blocked by Teddy Long. It's uh, either because he, he, he just really likes us, or I don't think we follow. We don't matter. Yeah, we probably the latter there is that we just don't matter at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, someone it, it seems so he he ended up putting out a message or something like that. And uh, it was funny because he was just like lifting. He was he was in the he was in the gym and then put out this video and was like, yeah, I think I got hacked player. <laughs> it was like someone that he probably blocked back in the day and um they got upset about that so they hacked his account and started blocking a bunch of people and made his account private and whatever so that was pretty funny uh but probably the the bigger news of the week is malachi black doing an instagram live uh basically killing all the rumors that he asked for his release or that he's going anywhere. He's he said in the in the video that he's staying with AEW. He's just taking some time off, which is something something that was reported, but no one really bought any of it. So Malachi Black gonna be sticking around. And I would assume because of that, that this whole Buddy Matthews, those rumors of him leaving AEW are also not true. That the House of Black is gonna be just fine and that they're just gonna be taking some time off. Yeah, I saw uh, something. I saw something that said Tony Khan is not going to entertain the idea of any releases. Um, I don't know about that. He's not going to 
put up with that fucking shit. <laughs> Very true. He he doesn't like he, he doesn't put up with much fucking shit. Yeah, he's got a lot more money than those other guys. I don't know if that's true either. Well, actually, the Jags are doing pretty well, so I don't know. mean, I I don't mean WWE. Um, he when he said I've got a lot more money, he meant uh, he meant like the WCW days. Oh, I mean that too. But I mean, that was also thirty years ago, almost yeah. thirty years ago. Yeah, twenty five. Let's call it twenty five. Um, yeah, my, that. There's just more money to go around these days. Let's be honest. But yeah, that's true. And I would say uh, I would say good news that Malachi's sticking around. Uh, we're gonna be seeing more of the House of Black. I, I I would say like I do agree with a lot of people though when they say that they're not used very well. They do lose a lot, especially on pay per view. Um, so. I'll say I'll say like I I understand two different sides right they are a business and the person agreed to sign a contract so they should honor their contract and i'm saying that after finally getting out of a contract which yeah. is pretty cool good um, for you but on the other side i have been upset in the past when it when it came to someone like pack getting stuck in WWE without without a television match for the long time. Or Mustafa time. Ali. Like I got upset about that. Or Mustafa Ali the same way. But when it all comes down to it, they signed a contract and it's up to the company to make the decision to let them out of the contract or not. Yeah. And it's understandable that when a lot of Tony's talent wants to do a mass exodus, and it, even if it's not like a, the majority, it, big names want out. I would understand him saying, no, I'm not going to let you out. Yeah. I mean, he should do something about it as to like, I he don't should know, run his company him, better. Yeah. He should give him a little bit more time. Maybe on yeah. TV would be the only thing I can think of. Make, try to make them a little bit more happy before the time on their contract runs out to make them reconsider. But yeah. So I would, I'm going to be honest, like last couple weeks, um, I have just been less and less happy with not not necessarily the AEW product, even though I think that has gone down a bit. But like, I am just not happy with AEW in general. Like, I think the product has has gotten worse. But also, I think that like the way that he's running the company is a little ridiculous, and I've liked AEW less because of it. Like in the beginning, it was the Dreamland, and now it's not so much the Dreamland. Yeah, um, I thought that the Grand Slam show last week was very good, but that's also their biggest TV show of the week or of the year. year sorry. Um, and this week I didn't think was very good at all. No, so, this week was trash. I think a lot of it has to do with the elite not being there. I think the elite bring a lot of one viewership and like just quality to the product. And I think once they get back, we might we might get back around to you know just seeing more of what we love from AEW but yeah it's hasn't been great right now you, you know how we used to talk about the lull periods between pay-per-views oh there's about to be a huge one there's been i i feel like more of this year has been a lull period even leading up to the pay-per-views so i don't know it's just kind of weird 
I'm not turning my back on AEW. I'm not saying I hate AEW. No, I'm still going to watch every week. It's got it's it's been worse. Oh yeah, and I like you see the cracks forming, and it's scary because of the the amount of talent that would lose out on on a paycheck if if anything were to happen to AEW. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we'll talk more about this week's AEW near the end of the show, but whenever we have a retro beer ratings to talk about, we're going to talk about that first and then get into the weekly recap. This week we watched Survivor Series 1999. It was a less than stellar show. Not really... I would say the main event was good. Good. Good, That is a good thing to say. Yeah, like no great matches. And I think the and main a lot event, of bad matches. <laughs> yeah, I think the main event was the best match and it was good. So, yeah, if if you're going like good being on like your tier threes, tier two being great and tier one being, I don't know, goat or elite matches. I don't, I don't know what you want to call them, but yeah, it wasn't that great of a show. Shall we start with signs? Yeah, let's do that. I was also less than thrilled. So this was from Detroit. This is from the famous Joe Lewis Arena, now known as the Little Caesars Arena that they go to all the time when they're in Detroit. Um, I was also less than thrilled with Detroit's signs at the yeah, show. I got, a, I got a couple. I, I think I have like eight or nine, but they're not good. They're not that great of us. They're not that. It's just it wasn't good quality. Let me see what you got, Joe. All right. So I'll just start off with uh, the first one, the first two on my page. Um, there was one that said, I'll raise Kane, and I'm not sure what that meant, except maybe he didn't have a parental figure. And then there was another one that said, <laughs> Motown is Hotown. I think raising, raising Kane is a, it was a, well, one, it's an oh. expression. I'm going to raise Kane. It's like raising hell, but also, it's a chicken finger restaurant. It, yeah, it's a very good chicken finger restaurant. One that I'll miss a lot. Yeah. Yep. I it's crazy actually. I think the first time I ever had raisin canes was when I was in college in Ohio, and they had one near uh, the Ohio State campus when I went to visit there, and that was actually my first interaction with raisin canes chicken fingers. Dude, you remember when they opened it in Honolulu? How long the line was? It was insane. Yeah. It was insane. I think I only had it once in Hawaii. Yeah, but I might. I was probably. I've there. had it a few times down here because it's more prevalent in the South. Yeah, I think there are two in the immediate area. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll go with my. I guess. All right. So, I have. Uh, I have a sign that said "Drew blows." Like Drew McIntyre. I just said Drew blows. I don't know who Drew was because there was no Drew. I don't think on this card. So probably probably a friend of theirs or maybe maybe not, maybe an enemy of theirs. Uh and then another sign that said I'm with white trash with just a bunch of arrows pointing in every direction. <laughs> so everyone around them was white trash, which I could understand. It's it's 90s wrestling. We're actually almost out of 90s wrestling, Joe. I think we, we are. have one, one more pay-per-view and then we're in into the new millennium finally. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my next two, there was just a sign that said, I fart. Yeah. And then there was a sign that says, Kurt Angle's boring, 
which, uh, oh, it said Kurt Engel's boring, comma, real athlete, athlete, question mark. I did not and see that one. It was weird. It was like they, they called this Kurt Engel's official debut, and he already had a lot of heat for whatever reason. I think so. They were doing a bunch of uh, video packages for him leading up to that, just kind of hyping up his debut. Yeah, I'm fairly certain is how that went. Um, yeah, and he called himself the first real athlete in WWF, which I don't. I mean, at that point, could have been true. I mean, there's not. There yeah, I mean, really... I mean, this this is before the uh, the you suck chance when Kurt Angle just got immediate heat because he was a. He came in saying he was a real athlete and nobody else was, and then also just put himself on a different level. And it was like he got heel heel heat, and the crowd hated him. Yeah, I mean, and a lot as of soon it, as he he like leaned into it, they loved him. Yeah, a lot of it was, and we'll get to it during his match. Actually, let's just get to it during his match, his debut match. Um, let's see. I had a fart sign. It said "Who farted," and then right underneath of it said "Hi, Dad." All in the same sign. Yeah, I couldn't see the the underneath <laughs> part, so I didn't write it down. It was so weird. Um, and then I have, um, sorry, uh, blow me three sixteen. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't write it down. Um, I got one that said slave one, uh, and slave one is uh Boba Fett and Jenga Fett's ship. Yeah. So, okay. That's what but I thought. It, I saw that sign and I was like, I feel like that's a Star Wars reference, but I couldn't remember. Um uh just so you know, modern uh uh I guess PC the P- PC movement of the modern realm uh took away the name Slave One from that ship. It's no longer called that. Um what are they calling like, it now? Like in I don't even know. It like the 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 class of the ship is like the spray shooter or something like that. Um, and that's just what it's been referred to as like through the Boba Fett show. That's what it was referred to as. Hmm. And then my next sign after that was technically two signs. Cause it was someone holding two signs up next to each other. And okay. the first sign said, finally has come hockey. And the other sign said the rock back to town. Yeah. Uh, finally so what- the rock has come back to hockey town. Yeah, I, I just wasn't sure. You know, you could have read it either way. Finally has come hockey and the rock back to town or finally the rock has come back to hockey town. I wasn't sure. Let's go with the first one. I like that one. better. It makes way less sense and it's funnier. Finally has come hockey, the rock back to town. I like it. All That's right, all I'll I got go, for science. I'll go with my last couple here. Um, I had strap on 24 seven in the <laughs> style of Austin 316. Um. Oh, sorry. I have three left. Uh, Y2J equals your two jerky. That was just the corniest like insult I've ever seen. Yeah, I had that one too. Y2J, your two jerky. I don't, I didn't put a box next to it, which is my sign for signs. Oh, I have it written down there. And then my last one is Venus is a fuffer. Okay. F U F F E R. I urban dictionaried this. Uh, and it said fuffer is just a a blanket or maybe that was fluffer honestly i couldn't well, a fluffer a fluffer a is fluffer some... has a different yeah a different sexual connotation but this sign definitely said fuffer okay it could have said fu- it could have said fluffer honestly now that cuz that would make a lot more sense yeah 
because a fluffer is well it's it's a porn thing so it's, it's like the person that isn't it like the person that keeps the dude hard in between i think specifically in gay porn when the guy is gay for the pay it's the person that keeps the guy hard in between scenes okay yeah maybe that's what maybe it said fluffer or actually maybe this person just couldn't spell i don't know who knows there's no way of knowing there's actually. really no way of knowing honestly um but yeah i guess uh with that all that being said we should get into the actual matches but before we get that uh well the first match was godfather delo brown the headbangers versus the dudleys and the acolytes and well godfather walks out first and we get king san what a great way to start off the pay-per-view jr with hose and jr says detroit city hose yeah <laughs> And that's when the rest of the, the team I love, enters. I loved, I loved when J, uh, Jerry Lawler said, look at that blonde hoe, JR. She could suck the numbers <laughs> right off my credit card. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, dude? That, that, was the, that was the one quote that stuck out to me during this match. But yeah, this is your traditional. This is the, the we had a bunch of traditional Survivor Series matches on this card. So and many. they all fucking sucked. Except for maybe. They were the, all very bad. Except for maybe one, but even that one was like a little bit of a head scratcher, but yeah, this one was awful. Um, JR also called the hose restaurant quality. I don't even know what that means. What, like what, what makes a hoe a restaurant quality hoe? I'm not um, sure. Maybe, maybe he means like Hooters girls. Well, so what I was thinking about was uh, there was this rumor of this restaurant in Hawaii. That was a, uh, where all the waitresses were allegedly prostitutes. Um, it Which was just like an, it was the one in the Alamoana Mall. The Why one, didn't like, we go? The, well, because you were married, and uh, it's not my thing to pay for for things like sex. Um. Yeah, but we could but, just we could have just gone just to look at them. Yeah. Well, I I have been there. You've probably been there too. What's it called? Uh, I don't remember. It was in. It was like a bar in the middle of the Alamoana Mall, and the only reason I knew about that was because Ryan Benito told me about it. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said his name. You'll cut that. I'll just bleep it. All right, cool. You don't maybe want, I won't. Yeah. I probably won't. Um, yeah. It. So he he told me about it because he was from there. Um, huh. And yeah, they said it was... Uh, he said that it was a, a prostitute ring that uh, a lot of prominent like Hawaii councilmen got busted for or something. Ooh. Well, if you're going to visit Hawaii and you listen to the show... <laughs> check out the Alamoana Mall and a bar inside of there. Yeah, right in the middle. Feeling like, horny. <laughs> like JR. But we don't know the name of it. We're sorry. Sort of. Um, everyone on the Godfather's team dressed up like a pimp for this. Uh like to include the headbangers, which was weird. Yeah, they, they had Afro wigs. That was kind of funny. Um Bubba Ray Dudley still has a speech impediment. Uh and then most of the rest of my notes, actually, I think the rest of my notes pretty much just go with like who got eliminated in what order. Um, oh, and that the Dudleys and the Acolytes can't coexist. So there's like halfway through the match, Devon and Farouk just kind of start going at it and they just left. They didn't get counted out, but I counted them as eliminations because they said they were eliminated, but they just kind of walked off. And we're just fighting with each other and just left Bubba Ray Dudley there to be by himself. And I think 
uh, he finally lost. And I think D'Lo Brown and the Godfather were still standing at the end. So the faces won here. And Tim White got to dance with the hoes again. The women formerly known as hoes, sorry. Yeah, I got a, I got a quote from this match. Go ahead. Because there was a disgusting, absolutely disgusting chair shot on Bubba. I think oh, it was from JBL. Yeah. Yeah, from JBL. JBL just grabbed a chair during this match and was like, I'm I don't care. I'm just gonna get myself disqualified. Yeah. And it was it was absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Um he he hits Bubba in the head. And then King says, I don't think Bubba can even stutter, but Bubba even stutters after that uh, chair shot. <laughs> Sorry. There was won't. No, maybe, maybe that'll there fix no his, in there. Maybe that'll fix his speech impediment. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Indeed. I mean, I would assume the Dudleys and the Acolytes will probably be feuding in the next pay-per-view. Uh, that would be my assumption here. Um, but this got two and a half beers. Yes, two and a half. Um, and then we move into the aforementioned debut of one Kurt Angle. He made his WWF debut here against Sean Stasiak. And Ooh. in this match, we got boring chance. We got let's go Red Wing chance. Um, Kurt Angle grabbing the microphone mid-match, telling the crowd not to boo him, which was Pretty good heel move. I think there's something in some documentary that they had on the WWE Network, not like a couple years back, where he talked about that moment. And yeah, um, Angle, I'm pretty sure thought that he was going to get cheered, and Vince was like, "Dude, you're going to get the shit boot out of you. Go out there and like, like act like you want to be cheered, and they're going to boo you more." And that's what he did. And he got booed more and the like he just came off as a natural heel. Yeah. Just like one of those people that's like, I want the crowd to cheer for me so badly. And they just ate that shit up and booed the shit out of him. And it and it worked. Yeah, it was I mean that that was Kurt Angle after yeah. that, you know. And then like obviously we're about to see the first year of him in WWF, and it's like talked about as the most meteoric rise in all of WWF history. I'm pretty sure he's the champion this time next year. Yeah. In, in retro time. Um, Kurt angle wins though with an angle slam. This got a beer and a quarter. It wasn't that great of a match. Um, and then we had another survivor series match. So this one was Val Venus gangrel, Mark Henry and Steve Blackman. Versus the British Bulldog and the Mean Street Posse. And I have one question. Who the fuck was I supposed to root for in this match? Why am I, I supposed no... to care for this match at all? Well, I you're there was no one. There was no one to root There's for. There's no faces in this match. The mean so there was one thing I thought about during this match. And well, two things. One is that the Mean Street Posse is like the the uh the negative image version of of uh what's his name uh Shane McMahon no he th- he was <laughs> Shane he was with they were with Shane McMahon uh but the negative image version of uh what's the family called on uh NXT Tony D's and the boys yeah Tony's D's and his nuts um so so while Tony D's and his nuts are the are the mobster versions of Guido's the uh the mean street posse was the this the other other version of it 
Yeah. And like, just like Long Island Guido. And and again, I know that some people might get offended by that term, but I don't hate Italian people. I hate that those types of Italian people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, this match was the, the Mean Street Posse was just so bad in this match. And I fucking I'm, I'm hating this return of the British Bulldog in retro times. Uh, this match was so bad that you could even tell like JR and King were like they spent like a decent amount of time in this match just talking about cashmere. Yeah, <laughs> like that's how bad it was. My um, that's what it was. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember how all the waitresses were like abnormally attractive? Yeah. And I also remember talking about that while we were yeah. there. Mai Tais. They had good Mai Tais. They did. <laughs> um, what was I oh yeah so the Mean Street Posse they all get eliminated uh, I think it eventually just comes down to because let's see because Bulldog Bulldog eliminates um, Gangrel and Steve Blackman after all of the Mean Street Posse gets eliminated so it is two on one at the end but uh, the British Bulldog finally gets eliminated with the money shot from Val Venus to which King says, I heard he does that in his hotel room. And um, JR says, Val Venus with a penetrating move. <laughs> just, you, you got to find, you, that's just me like grasping at straws for notes in this match because it was awful. There were none. <laughs> it was, this match sucked. Uh, it got two beers though. So it did, in fact, get two beers. I can think of many other ways though to drink two beers and be a lot happier. Yeah, like just randomly shotgunning two beers, or like um, uh, this second beer that I'm on right now in this in this show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the next match of the night was another four on four match, but it was not a uh normal Survivor Series disqualification match. It was a sudden death disqualification Elim- match. Elimination, Joe. Oh, what did I say? Disqualification. <laughs> okay, yeah, elimination match. Sure, sure. Uh, I, I went to a brewery before we recorded tonight, so. Nice. Um, So I've been drinking a little bit. Anyway, this match was May, and I wrote not so young. May not nice. so young. Uh, Fabulous Moolah, Tori, and Deborah versus Jacqueline, Luna, Terry, and Ivory. And Ivory seems to have won her title back from May Not So Young, or sorry, from Fabulous Moolah in this time. Yeah. But that did not stop Ivory from being the one who took the pin from Moolah and May Young um, for that team to be the winning team. That's also when I found out that it was a sudden death. Well, I knew it was a sudden death match before that, but I didn't know what that meant. Um, yeah, it was so weird. Um, it just meant that it was just an eight woman tag team match. Yeah, that that, that was, was it was that was like they could have just said that. Yeah. It but made, like I don't know. Because of that, uh we got some some relatively good commentary, funny commentary, things that made me laugh. Uh so I'm just going to start I hope with you're my, about to say what you're about to say. I'm going to start with my my favorite quote during this match and Bria is actually the Bria is the one who said uh Hey, this is that was funny, and I also <laughs> thought it was funny. Hey, you should write um, that down. Uh, they they were just talking about how it was a sudden death match, and I don't know if it was King or Jr. that said, 
don't say sudden death when Moolah and Mae Young are in the ring. Yeah, it was J- <laughs> JR was like, this is a one fall sudden death match. And Jerry Lawler's like, don't say sudden death around Mae Young and the Moolah. <laughs> um, some other decent ones like JR. JR during this match it was when one of them were in the ring but he was like is this match AARP certified or <laughs> sanctioned or whatever uh, I had one that said uh, I found out where where she got her crown JR she won it from a match with King Tut <laughs> I did not hear that one yeah um, I, I forget which one of them was wearing a crown was it Mae Young I no it has to be Moolah I feel like yeah I guess it was Moolah but yeah so Found out where you got where she got that crown, Jr. She won in the match with King Tut. Um, but King yeah, we already Tut. talked about that fabulous Moolah got the pin here. It was a quick pin. Um, clothes came off after the match, and then uh, the faces, or I guess the quote unquote faces, that would be uh, Moolah and May Young's team with Tori and Deborah. Uh, they're on the the entrance ramp while the heels are in the ring. Just kind of they they like got off to the ramp after they got the quick the quick pin or whatever. And Jerry Lawler was like, all right, now Mulan and Mae Young are going to go play Connect the Dots with their liver spots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was just another random one that were in well, that was in there. It said, even uh, King said, even her teeth are wrinkled. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear that one. <laughs> this this match sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Uh, I got a beer and a quarter. Yeah. Speaking of bad matches, the next match was X-Pac versus Kane. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kane referred to, I don't think during the match, I think it was actually in the women's match where they talked about uh, Kane, but he was referred to as the the big red R word again. Yep. Not cool. Shame, shame on Jerry Lawler. So I I guess Kane at this point was dating, was it? Tori. Tori? Yeah. Storyline, I would assume. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, they, uh, it was, you know, a little bit of back and forth and then interference by DX and it was over pretty quick. I actually forget who won. I would assume, I think Kane won by disqualification, right? I think so. I, I, I always circle the winner, but I forgot to here. I honestly don't remember, but I, I, I distinctly remember triple H coming out there and hitting him with the belt. And that being like in the middle of the ring. So I don't know how the ref wouldn't have. I'm pretty sure Kane won by disqualification. Either way, I got a beer and a half. And like we've already talked about all my notes. My last note was Kane and Tori are quote unquote dating. Kane defeated Xbox by disqualification. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah, that match sucked. Um, Just like the next match. Crazy. We had Big a, Show was uh, supposed to have partners in this match, but he ended up not having big partners in this match because he def- he destroyed them all um, during Sunday Night Heat prior to this. Yeah, so we had a one versus four traditional Survivor Series match. Big Show versus Prince Albert, Tr- Midian, Viscera, and the Big Boss Man. You could have said trash, 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 and trash. Sure. <laughs> The bigger news here is this is uh, a couple nights after the infamous um, Big Show's dad's funeral segment that Big Boss Man like drove away with the casket or whatever, like one of the all-time bad segments on WWF television. Yeah, that was my note. Um, and then Big, the, basically the entire match was 
so Big Show and Boss Man are obviously feuding here. So Big Show choke slams and pins the other three guys like back to back to back, and then just looks at Boss Man and Boss Man just gets himself counted out and the match is over. And that was it. It was absolute trash. Yeah, it was it not. Got, it it got wasn't three, good. Three quarters of a beer. This it's just up until this point of the pay per view, and I'm looking at. Let me see what's the next match. I, I don't. The rest of the card was decent. I think this was the last really bad match, uh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, but yeah, that got three quarters of a beer. Um, but before we get into the next match, we had another infamous segment. I did not realize that was happening on the show, but uh, originally advertised for the main event here, Joe, was a triple threat match between Triple H, The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stone Cold was not in that match because right after this 1v4 elimination match, Stone Cold got the hit and run. It was the infamous hit and run segment. Yeah, which is obviously which is them writing him off TV for a while because of his injuries. Yeah, so I read I read the aftermath after I watched the show. He comes back at Backlash 2000. So spoilers, six about six months later. So right after WrestleMania 2000, I think I think Backlash is the next show after WrestleMania. Yeah, Usual, I think that's so usually too. what it is. Yeah, that is what it is now. Um, so yeah, they did the. They did the famous, and I actually thought they did a they did a pretty good job, like making the hit and run like seem legit. Like they had Jr. leave the commentary table and go back there and see what was going on and all that stuff. They had Vince leaving with him in the ambulance and like a lot of like people yelling and blame getting thrown around at DX. And we, I think most people already know that it was Rikishi who did it for the Rock. I'm pretty sure I could be really wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it was Rikishi that ran him over. So we do have a pretty, uh, I think that pretty soon we have a, a pretty uh, painful segment coming up. Not, not in the like super distant or super near future, but they're really playing into the storyline of Jr. being good buddies with, with stone cold. I think that Jr. was like in the wedding party for stone cold when he married Deborah. Um, but yeah, we'll eventually be getting into, uh, stone cold turning heel on Jr. And really? Yeah. Oh man. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. I think that's in 2001. I don't know. When, it, well, it cold... might, it, it might not be super soon, but cause Austin obviously turns heel at WrestleMania 17. Yeah. I think well, it's no, after that. It, it it was probably the raw after that where he where because the segment was like Jr. asking him like like why would you do this and then he he stunts Jr. Very sad. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at now. Um, getting into the next match though, Intercontinental Championship on the line. China still champion faces Chris Jericho. Y2J. And uh, Chris Jericho says that if he loses this match, he's going to get a sex change. Oh, did he really? I did not. I did not hear that. <laughs> well, so the, the only reason I know that is because King keeps on talking about it. Is he, is he says that 
Uh, Jericho, well, the quote is, Jericho said that he'll get a sex change if he didn't win this match. <laughs> I did not. I did not. I didn't hear that at all, actually. That's crazy. <laughs> um, let's see. Some notes here. China finally has her music. Um, she's not using like Triple H's music anymore. Yep. Um, she's accompanied by a cosplaying Miss Kitty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I honestly thought like this was probably like the first decent match of the show. Yeah. Which, no, it was, it was I good. Mean, at first it was kind of like boring. Yeah. It was kind of boring and some moves were kind of sloppy, probably like a lack of chemistry between the two, but, uh, we had some Miss Kitty interference, which happened right in front of Earl Hebner. I don't know how like that didn't draw a DQ. Um, I th- there was a pretty funny moment where Jericho hit a low blow and was like congratulating himself with his back turned to China and China like was unfazed, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, Jericho. Oh, I have my my note says Jericho puts a lip lock on on Miss Kitty, aka they kissed, or like I guess he forced himself. I don't remember. That that's just what yeah. Jr. said. Put a lip lock on her. He assaulted her. And then during the end of the match, like there was like big move after big move and chi- like on both of them in China and Jericho were both kicking out of literally everything. Yeah. Um, until the end of the match, uh, China is on the top rope. Jericho also gets up on the top rope. And I don't remember why Earl Hebner didn't see it. I would assume it has to do with Miss Kitty, but. Um, China hits a low blow while they're both on the top rope and China hits a top rope pedigree that looked disgusting. It yeah. was one of the worst moves I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Uh, and that's how she retains China retains the intercontinental championship. And I guess Chris Jericho has to get a sex change now. More to come on that. <laughs> yeah. More to come on that on the next retro pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, but this got two and a quarter beers. Yep. Uh, and then this was all right. So the next one is definitely the best Survivor Series match of the night, like a Survivor Series elimination match. Um, we had the Hollies and Too Cool. This is our first time seeing Too Cool, Scotty Too Hotty and Grandmaster Sex A. Yeah, we've seen and them they, as a team before, but that's the first time that they they went by those names. Yep, and they faced uh, the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. And coming into this match, just seeing like who's in it, you're like, okay, this is going to be, this is probably going to be an entertaining match. The faces are probably going to win. Uh, it did not go that way. No. Somehow the heels won here. Yeah. Um, Edge, Edge is the first one to get eliminated, even after he hit a bunch of spears on everybody. Matt Hardy gets eliminated, and like pretty pretty early on, it's four on two. The heels are up, uh, and then Jeff Hardy and Christian are able to make a comeback until eventually it's uh, Christian who is one-on-two with just the Holly Cousins. Who he eliminates Crash. He's able to eliminate Crash with a kill switch, and then Hardcore Holly is, uh, I guess, I think he got like a roll-up on Christian or, or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. They won. I was. It was very unexpected for me. Um, I would have just assumed that Edge and Christian and the Hardys would have won this match, and that is exactly what I assumed when I, when the match started. Yeah, it was. It was, just, it was a legitimate surprise. 
just not and, what happened there. And disappointment. I got yeah. a JR quote for this match. Ooh. Uh, nice. He said, this Matt Hardy may not be one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he's definitely one of the luckiest wrestlers in the world. Oh. <laughs> and uh, that that stays true to this day. <laughs> yeah. I think after that, I, I didn't write this one down, but I do remember somebody saying that. And then King being like, yeah, he's lucky because he gets... Uh, he they because they still have like the rights to own Tory or yeah, Terry or Terry or... Terry Runnels, yeah. So that yeah. like that that part of it's still going on. There was also another point in the match where Jerry the King Lawler was like, "Jr., I told you we should have entered that tournament. I could have carried you through that, and then we could have had uh, Terry." <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh, this got three and a quarter beers, highest rated match on the card to this point. Uh, and then we had the tag team title match, second to last match. New Age Outlaws versus Mankind and Al Snow. Um, they weren't called the head and sock connection, but that should have Did been you get name. the best quote of the entire show? Uh, was it JR when he said, Mankind gave Al Snow head last Thursday night and Jerry Lawler was like, he did what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. I rewinded it so I could get the quote right. (laughs) Yeah, JR, um, he just doesn't understand what words mean, I guess. Yeah. Mankind gave Al Snow head last Thursday night on SmackDown. He did what? What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There was also talk between the two about Al Snow's action figures being banned from Walmart. No, the heads. The heads were. Yeah, the action figures in general. Uh, and the reason I, I looked it up because I was like, is that true? And the reason behind that is because some, uh, uh I don't know what were Karen's in the nineties in the late nineties, Beatrice's, um, we'll just say Karen's. So some yeah. Karen like walked in, walked down the toy, toy aisle. And I guess what they did was they sold decapitated Barbie dolls or like Barbie doll heads with Al Snow's, uh, <laughs> action figure and some Karens were like oh they're glorifying decapitating woman and they wrote a letter to like the Georgia uh, like some some company or uh, like officials in Georgia and Mattel. Walmart <laughs> no it wasn't that it was like some commission um, Georgia commission or something like that and Walmart heard heard about it and they're like better play safe than better be safe than sorry um and they they banned Al Snow's action figures because they were sold with Barbie heads. Yeah, so if you want <laughs> if you want to buy an Al Snow action figure, it's not going to come with head and the head is sold separately in the form of you just have to buy a Barbie doll and rip its head off. Yeah. I honestly think that they just removed Al Snow from the stores in general. I don't think they just removed the head. <laughs> yeah. I do think it would have been funny though if like that's what they advertise is like the whole like uh <laughs> you you buy Al Snow and then like on the side like during WWE programming it's like hey if you if you want like the authentic Al Snow you got to go buy your Al Snow action figure and then you also sorry but you got to go buy a Barbie doll and just rip her fucking head off and then then you'll have the authentic Al Snow. Yeah, and write help me on the yeah. and, and write help me on the head. Because <laughs> that's like that was also in the article is like is 
it actually was a like a, a Barbie doll head ripped off a of Barbie, and "Help Me" was written on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, with this tag match though, it was it was just I don't have any like notes for it, like the action itself, because I mean it was just a solid back and forth match, and uh, the Outlaws win, they retain, right? Yeah, they won. Um, yeah, and it got, they and it got two won. beers. Two beers. This is a way more enjoyable two beers than the two beers that I talked about earlier from that uh, Mean Street Posse match. Uh huh. Uh huh. For sure. All right. Main event. So, like we said earlier, it was supposed to be Triple H versus The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was also supposed to have Vince McMahon as a special guest referee. They were basically setting up this whole, like, we're going to screw over Triple H thing. Um, so instead of just having it be a singles match, they were like, there's going to be a third person, a new, a third new person in this match. Um, and Earl Hebner ended up refing. So the, the rock and triple H come out. And then, uh, I think it was Tony Chimmel announces and the third competitor and big shows music hits. He's in his second match of the night. And we've got a triple threat match between, uh, Triple H, The Rock, and Big Show for the WWF Championship. And my first note of this match has to deal with Triple H's entrance, Joe. Um, I couldn't help but notice that when he was drinking water on his entrance, as he normally does, that he was drinking Dasani. That, in disgusting. my opinion... Yeah, okay, we're in agreement. The most disgusting bottled water that there is out there. A lot of people So what they they, they add salt to Dasani so that you do? keep on getting thirsty. Yeah. Really? Yes. It's so that you keep getting thirsty so you have to buy more Dasani if you're into trash water. Oh my God. I did not know that. That's insane. Yeah, it's not just water. Fuck Dasani. That's why that's why like McDonald's and uh Disney World have like with them that's crazy i did not know that about dasani i just kind of like i was just on the train with everyone else who was like dasani sucks yeah it's just it's not just water huh it's salt water yeah a little bit salty that's crazy um but yeah and then my next note has to deal with um and then i don't i i, I just i don't know if you knew this joe but they talked about this a few times. Triple H um, actually did not have to be involved in the decision to lose his belt in this match. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't know if you knew that or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You totally cut off. I cut out when you said that. And I have no idea what you actually said, but I was just agreeing with you. What did you say? God damn it, Joe. I said- <laughs> I said, I said, I don't know if you knew this, but Triple H did not have to be involved in the decision to lose his belt. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I also, I also made note that they that they talked about it. Um, uh, let's see what happened during this match. Big Show got suplexed through the Spanish announce table, so that was a lot of drinks there. I think, I think it was right at the beginning of a new beer, so it was a it was a full finisher beer, which was something else. Um. Oh, we had a ref bump on Hebner when The Rock hit the rock bottom. No one was there to count the three. So Shane McMahon runs out and a ref 
ref attire, uh, but it's been so long. So Triple H is able to kick out at two. Um, there was another rock bottom and then uh, Big Show who had gotten up from going through the Spanish announce table. He pulls Shane out of the ring. Um, Triple H hits a pedigree on Shane McMahon because uh, Triple H was trying to use the title belt to hit, like was trying to hit someone with the title belt and Shane pulled it away from him. Like you can't do that, which makes it clear that Shane McMahon doesn't know the rules to a triple threat, but um, that kind of cues in DX to come out. They interfere on the rock and big show. And then Vince comes back from the hospital, right? At yeah. least what they said. And he hits triple H with the belt and big show wins the world wrestling federation championship. Yeah. I guess one time champ, right? I think, I think he is a one time WWF champion. And he's yeah. won the big gold belt at least one or two other times. Yeah, he's won the big gold belt for sure. But I, I think the main title, just the once. I think he had just won the once, yeah. One, one, a one-time, like, legit WWF champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. that it, I honestly thought this was a very entertaining match. It was like your classic Attitude Era match. Bunch of interference. Spanish announce table goes down. Some weapon use. Vince is involved. Uh, you know, just the whole theatrics of the thing. Everything breaks down right at the end, and there's a new champ. And Big Show, Big Show's the champ, like less than a week after his dad died. And we'll see how long this reign lasts, but I don't think it's for that long. I uh, yeah, I I couldn't say. I honestly don't remember. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but by the time we hit WrestleMania 2000, I think Triple H is the champion again. Because mm. they have the fatal four-way match. I know that at WrestleMania 2. I don't remember who walked in as champ, though. Um, But it's got four and a quarter beers. Highest rated match on the, on the card. Uh, Nowhere near the top ten, because I think you have to get like six and a half beers to be in the top ten now. Uh, but the show did finish with 21 total beers. Exactly like No Mercy 1999 from the United States, the last retro that we did. And those are both now tied for 16th on our retro beer ratings list. So all in all, good for beers, uh, but really just like the last couple matches were worth watching. Yeah, for sure. And that closes out the retro pay-per-view. Survivor Series 1999. I did say uh, would would not go back and watch. Yeah, I did say when we were talking about what we were going to talk about and when before the show that when we talked about the gang girl match, I was going to bring up the fact that on Saturday, two days from now from recording yesterday, if you're listening to it, this episode when it drops on Saturday, I'm going to a VCW wrestling show, which is Virginia Championship Wrestling. And there will be a match between Gangrel and uh, one one person who does, in fact, control his narrative, and that is EC3. It's going to be terrible. I was going to say, what's your excitement level? Out of 10, probably three. Now, is that just a three for that match or just a three that you're just going to be going to see wrestling in general? I'll put that a four for... For for both of those things together. 
Okay. I love like real shitty local brands. Dude, yeah. Oost Wrestling, when we used to watch in Hawaii, we we would go to that. I think it's now called I think it's Deleuze. No, it's called like Unify. Well, yeah, it's always been called Unify, but either way, Oost uh, like, Wrestling in Honolulu. That shit was awesome. The Pineapple King, he's the goat. Uh yeah, Alecky. Alecky the Pineapple King. He uh, was what, awesome. was her, what was her name? Shana? Shania. 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 Yeah, good good buddy of our ours, uh Kyle. His wife was a referee and also wrestled one time at one yeah. of those things. She was, was a ref and then she she made her way to the ring after being trained by uh the Pineapple King's wife. And then she turned on the Pineapple King's wife and had a match. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Oost Wrestling is Unified Championship Entertainment. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So we were both right. There we go. So let's get into the weekly wrestling recap then. And we will start with SmackDown and this opening segment from SmackDown. Yeah, we, we pretty much talked about it last all-timer. week. All-timer. It was an all-timer, though. Like, the watching it back, an absolute all-timer. So, we did already talk about it, but um, Bloodline has their has their promo. Uh, Reigns' music hit after the promo was over. Sami Zayn's like, actually, I got something to say. Music cuts off. And... um. Roman, like after he says his piece, like Roman is like, you know what? I don't like you wearing that bloodline shirt. You're not part of the bloodline. Take it off. And he's like, refuses like a couple times. And he is like, this is, this is your last chance to take the shirt off. And he still doesn't. Jey Uso rips the shirt off of him. The look on Sammy's face when... Roman is like explaining to him what's going down and then he's like you're you're never wearing a bloodline shirt ever again. Just the whole like theatrics, like this whole storyline, the look on Jey Uso's face, the look on Sami Zayn's face. The like and then Roman is like cuz I got you a new shirt. Sami Zayn has his honorary Uso shirt. It was just so good. So fucking good. Yeah, it was it was a fun watch. It was incredible. I'm I'm really looking forward to just everything that has to do with the bloodline. Like it's crazy like looking into we're over 2 years now in this Roman Reigns title reign and it has not grown stale at all, which is amazing. Um so yeah, really looking forward to to that um and then we also talked about the Liv morgan thing where she she had a match with lacey evans last week and then after the match it wasn't her turning heel it was basically her being like hey i can be extreme too and she's got an extreme rules match with ronda rousey at extreme rules that's pretty much all it was it was just her being like look at me i can be extreme and i will say this joe i saw this i think last week maybe after recording but it's uh Heavily rumored that Ronda is going to win convincingly at Extreme Rules, which I like. Honestly, I wish neither of them could win. I wish it could be like a triple threat with with Shayna Baszler and Shayna would win. 
Yeah. That would be incredible. That would be way better. But like, I don't want either of those women to really be champ right now. Like, I like Liv Morgan, but I don't, I don't really like like her. Yeah, I mean, she's just good to look at. It, well, no, it's not just. It's not even that. It's like I liked Liv Morgan and wanted her to win the title, but then once she had the title, I was yeah, disappointed. Yeah, it's just it's one of those. It's like she's better in the chase rather than having it. Like Dean Ambrose used to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, other stuff on Raw. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Otis, I thought was not that bad in a a, a big sweaty man battle. Um, also during that or maybe like before the match, I didn't hear this at all when I watched it back, but Twitter uh was like blowing up that night because they said Michael Cole mentioned control your narrative. Did he? Apparently. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. It it could have been it could have just been somebody like trying to fuck with everyone, but I didn't hear it. So, we'll see. Um we also have the season premiere of SmackDown in 2 weeks. So there's that which will also feature Sheamus versus Walter for the Intercontinental Championship on it. Very excited for that. Um, But I would say the other big thing coming out of Friday was the whole 923 thing, White Rabbit. Nothing happened but the last thing on TV right before 923 uh, because at 923 p.m., all we had was a pizza commercial. Um, It was Drew McIntyre and Karrion Kross in the ring. Uh... They have a match at Extreme Rules. They have a strap match, which I'll do a little bit of spoiling right now. There's six matches on the Extreme Rules card right now. Every single one of them has a stipulation. And I am thrilled for that. Yeah, I was actually grave about that tonight. I was like, he's like, was saying that he might get to watch Extreme Rules with with his buddy Satan. Um because he's in hell. Who? Are you Chad? Oh Chad. I was talking to Chad. Uh, I was praying, but like to like to, to hell. That's where Chad is. And he said he might get a chance to watch Extreme Rules. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah, with his buddy Satan. I didn't know they had Peacock in hell. Yeah. I guess that's where Peacock belongs. <laughs> Peacock was made in hell. Uh, <laughs> Peacock and Bleacher Report. What's worse than ble- when, than hell? Because that's where Bleacher Report was made. <laughs> I guess New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> um, yeah. So in this whole thing, like, there there wasn't really a whole lot. Like, I think on SmackDown they had like the the um what's it called the QR codes or whatever. Um, there really hasn't been much more this week with the white rabbit stuff. Um, there's a lot of rumors coming out that the big reveal is going to be at extreme rules of who it is or who the mastermind is. But then I also saw a rumor that said that it's, that's going to get revealed, but that person isn't even going to be at extreme rules. So we'll see. I'm not really sure. I don't know if it's going to be a group or if it's just going to be one person. A lot of people think that like Scarlet and Carrie and Cross are going to be in uh, this new group led by Bray Wyatt. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But um, yeah. Also, uh, Scarlet 
trying to to be a wizard. She shot a fireball at at Drew McIntyre on Friday, and it was yeah. poorly executed. Um. Yeah, that's uh. Oh, and then we had the main event, the the tag titles. Usos, oh yeah, Usos yeah, yeah. versus the Brutes, which was uh very fun. They're they're talking about the Usos being in record watch now. Um, the only two tag teams that are ahead of them for tag team title reigns are Demolition, who is second, and then the New Day, who broke Demolition's record a few years ago. Um, do we think that the Usos are going to break this record? New Day's record? Yeah. They could. I don't even know who Demolition is. Axe and Smash? Still no. It was before our time. But anyways, the the one thing that I hope is that if they get close or like that last week um, where they're about to break New Day's record, if they don't give New Day like a shot to like prevent them from breaking their own record, then they did this wrong. Yeah, I, th- I think New Day should get a tag team title match. Like when the Uso are when the Usos are less than seven days away from breaking their record, they should be giving the New Day a tag team title match. That yeah. would be it's it if even if it like even better if it falls on a pay per view day, but I don't think it would. I'm not sure. I don't know. Even better if it's Big E's return. I highly doubt that. No, I I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw Big E again. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. In the ring, uh, Tyler Breeze and Big E are announced to be on like the bump or something next week. Oh, yeah. I mean, Big E, I think Big E will be back on TV. I don't think we ever see him wrestle again. Yeah, but how weird is that that Tyler Breeze, who who is not signed by the company, is going to be in on the I think he's um I think he's making a return here soon. To WWE? To the ring? Yeah. With with Fundango or no? With I would assume without, because hmm. Fandango's doing his own thing in the independent scene, right? I don't know. He was but... supposed to be on that show. Uh, that show that uh, oh, got that, canceled like, fell through. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, who was it? It was those it was guys. Like a bunch of CYN oh, authors of pain. It was authors of pain in their promotion. Yeah, um, I, just I'll tell you. Completely I'll tell you what. Through. I'll tell you what wouldn't surprise me with uh, Max Dupree looking like he's going to become LA Knight here soon is Tyler Breeze taking over Maximum Male Models. I mean, they have Maxine. Yeah, but like that's like Tyler Breeze's shtick, being a pretty boy. Yeah, but I don't know. It could work. Max, I get. I guess uh, Tyler Breeze. He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't wrestled since he got released, and he's he doesn't plan on wrestling again until he gets the itch to wrestle. Basically, he just doesn't feel for feel feel for it right now. Huh. Well, I'm so. not sure then. Um. All right. What about Rampage, Joe? We had the grant the Rampage Grand Slam show. In true uh, Joe fashion, even though it was a Rampage a two hour Rampage, I still didn't watch it. Oh, well, I did watch it. Um, we had, I I think it was just a tag team match, but no disqualification. It was Sting and Darby versus uh, House of What's Left of the House of Black. Um, Sting. Ooh, I did I did see clips from this match. It, there were some disgusting spots. Sting still taking table bumps, 
Julia Hart took a disgusting bump in this match where she got knocked off the apron and was supposed to go through a table, but her head hit the fucking concrete. Yeah, she she bad. her ass went through the table and her head hit the concrete. Yeah, and then um, like Sting's table spot also did not go right. Yeah, he went through one table and then his head hit another table that did not break. Yeah, it it yeah. just looked rough. Um, but the great Muda debuted. Uh, I've never seen anything from the great Muda. Uh, apparently one of Sting's greatest rivals. Um. He's. I looked him up. He's fifty nine. So, who knows what we're gonna see from that? Probably some sort of involvement with Sting in some tag team fashion at some point. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. And then, let's see. We had that that match where Action Bronson teamed with Hook, and Action Bronson did not look that bad, in my opinion. Would not mind seeing him in the ring again as like yeah. a celebrity. Uh, wrestler and let's see big show was on commentary for some match that i don't remember maybe that one i, I really don't remember um it just kind of reminded me that big show is still employed by AEW. and yeah, there there was a there was a resurgence um he was what? going to there was a resurgence in the rumor that he was going to get back in the ring as uh i forget what what was it uh the whole nine yards with Adam Sandler, not the whole nine yards, uh, the longest yard where he played like a wrestler or something. Uh, uh, I don't know. He was not in the longest yard. Not the longest yard then. Um, I don't, I don't fucking remember, but he played a wrestler in some movie. And I think it was an Adam Sandler movie. And like when he signed with AEW, um, like people, Oh, it was the water boy, I guess. Um, that was a long time ago. It was like when he signed with AEW, people wanted him to be like actually play this this wrestler, and uh, and there's a resurgence in the rumor that he's get Captain Insano, that he's going to get in the ring as Captain Insano. I think uh, it's because Tony Khan tweeted out a picture of Captain Insano. Captain Insano shows shows no mercy. I think that was big. Was that Big Daddy or was it the Water Boy? It was it was Water Boy. I'm I'm looking at it. Okay. It was. Uh, I did. Mom, I did. See, it, yeah, I, did mom, I do remember mom, seeing the mom, rumors. Mama said. That. Mama said wrestling's for the devil. <laughs> the devil being MJF. Ooh. Um. And then the main event was the lights out match between Starks and Hobbs. And apparently the rumor on Twitter was that like a bunch of people walked out before that match started. But um, I thought it was okay. Ricky Starks won. It was, yeah, it was whatever. That was rampage. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It was uh, honestly kind of on par with AEW this week. Like just not all that great. Yeah. That's why I don't watch Rampages. It's never that great. Um, what was great though was Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Raw was fucking awesome this week. Raw is war, dude. Raw was good match, good to great match after good to great match. Like I think there might have been like one stinker on Raw. 
Um, but they started it, with the 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 women's stuff and they uh this Bailey versus Bianca Belair match at Extreme Rules is now a ladder match. Uh-huh. So another stipulation. Um the Rollins versus Rey Mysterio match was good. Well, for you didn't say that we got a banger between Bianca and EO. Yeah. Bianca versus EO Sky. Like it was like it was just like every match went like at least 15 minutes, it seemed like. Yeah. And then and we by, like, by that I mean like they, they all had at least like one or two commercial breaks. Yeah. So um, do you remember the last time Seth Rollins and Ray feuded? We hated it. The eye for an eye match, dude. Yeah, it was the eye for an eye match, and it was terrible. And but this time we actually got to see like it's weird that that like Dom Dom has heel heat, but it's actually cool to see Dom come come to the ring now. Sub Mysterio, sub sorry, yeah, sub Mysterio, yeah, sub came down and he uh, he gave a chair. He tried to give a chair to uh, to Seth, and uh, then also sub, tried to get Ray to hit him. Yeah, again, or Seth to hit him again, not Ray, right? I honestly don't remember. Uh, I don't know either. Dom's just trying to, or Sub's just trying to get hit with chairs. He just wants to get beat the, sh- he just wants to get the shit beat out of him. Yeah. Um, Seth Rollins wins the match. Then we have Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens, which is cool because I guess they were a tag team in the Indies. Yeah. Uh, I forget what their, I think their name was Panda Express. I think so too. I think I saw something about that. Yeah. Obviously never watched any of that, but, that's that's an awesome team name and just an awesome team up here Owens and Gargano uh two of my favorites right now like in the ring so yeah, yeah i the, they were they were excellent they won their match um dude keep them as a tag team and and start feuding them with the miz oh so good dude and and there's miz a way to do it there's a way to do it um, because Miz keeps on getting attacked by Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis is Johnny Gargano's son-in-law. Oh, that's true. There's a way to do it if if they just carry through with the story that they've already built in NXT. And, and Miz is with Champa. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that, that just, That's actually what I want to see is the Champa, Champa and Johnny on the main so roster. Many, so many routes you could go with this. Yeah. Um, I do. I do. At, at some point here with this Miz and Loomis stuff, I am eventually going to need some sort of explanation as far as like why the fuck Loomis. We're going to get it. It's, it's the long draw, dude. Yeah. I'm just I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a little bit like a little needy. bitch. Yeah. I'm being a little needy right now. Just like. I just want to know why. At some point, as long as I get my why. Eventually, I'll be fine with this. Um, what I will say is the next segment immediately after this match, uh, Johnny and Johnny and uh, Kevin win. But the next segment after this match was bad. It was an it was almost he fought some jobbers. Who gives a shit? Uh, it was very annoying. MVP did talk up like he was talking shit to Braun Strowman, so. I think we said Braun coming back like he's going to face Omos. Like that's like why they brought him back or whatever. Yeah. Um. So it seems like that might be coming here in the near future. Don't care. I really don't care. 
that's just going to be that's just a Vince McMahon wet dream match and Vince McMahon isn't there anymore. So, yeah, true. It doesn't really matter to me. Um, big debut, big return on yeah. Raw. Candice LeRae. It was awesome. She looked great. Uh, I don't remember when they had their baby, but like, I feel like a month was... after a month after you guys had your baby. Was it? Okay. So it was January. You had your baby in, was it in December? December. Okay. They had, then it was, you, you had your baby late December. They had their baby early February. That's still crazy. Like we're like a little over seven months after that. And she's already back in the ring. Yeah. I asked Leslie, I was like, do you think you could do that? And she was like, fuck no. So big shout out to Candice LeRae, who is already back in the ring after like, let's just call it like shortly after having a baby. Like what? Yeah. If, if, if you are back in the ring in less time than the amount of time that you were pregnant, big shout out. Yeah. I mean, like, Rhonda did just... it at the rumble. Uh, and so did Nikki and, and Brie. Yeah. Like, so good on them. I mean, that's the rumble, but good for the women. Um, They're doing great stuff. Well, we were on the topic of Omas, which is someone who I hate. Um, so I might as well bring it up now. Did you see that Veer is officially back in NXT? I did not. Veer came and then Veer went, but, uh, he is at, at NXT live events. He's, he's back teamed with his original tag team partner who is now going by the name of what's the guy's name? The, the big guy. I thought it was Shanky. No, not Shanky. Um, the guy, uh, Sangha. Oh, Sangha? Yeah. It, they, they debuted as Indus Sure, and it wasn't, they, they didn't last very long as Indus Sure before Veer and Shanky came to the, uh, Veer got teamed with Shanky and, um, the former WWE champion, Jinder. Jinder Mahal. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, oh, uh, I did not Veer, see that. Veer is, he, he de- re debuted in NXT at a live event. As in this sure. Huh. So um I would say the other thing to note here from this Candice LeRae match. So she faced Nikki ASH. And after the match, Nikki ASH looking a little bit crazed. She had her mask off. Uh, a lot of people on Twitter thinking we might be seeing Nikki Cross sometime here soon. Yeah. Which could be a really good sign. Could be a really good sign. Yeah. I mean she'll Never, I mean, I don't think she'll ever be like top tier talent, but I am tired of the almost a superhero. So, yeah, especially as a heel, like, <laughs> yeah, at that point, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, let's see what else we had Sami Zayn versus AJ Styles. That was a great match. Yeah. Um, in I'm which, actually didn't know you needed to see. Yeah. Also, in which, like, I had no idea, like, I was going in thinking AJ definitely going to win here. Sami Zayn won the match. Yeah. Did get a little help from Solo who was there. Um but still like that's just not a match that Sami Zayn ever wins. And he did. So more good stuff out of the bloodline on Monday. And the main event, uh we had another match for Extreme Rules made when Riddle and Priest had a match in the main event. 
that uh, I don't remember what happened. Let's see. Riddle Riddle won the match, but then he gets beat down after the match and Edge comes back and challenges Finn Balor to an I quit match at Extreme Rules. Yeah, going to be so, really good. At that point, we were at five matches for Extreme Rules. We're now at six. Uh, they're all they all have a stipulation. The sixth one being uh, the Brawling Brutes are going to take on Imperium in a Donnybrook match at Extreme Rules, being the sixth match. So every match has a stipulation, which I alluded to earlier. I am. I don't think I've been this excited for like a B-rated premium live event ever. Yeah, no, they're they're absolutely fucking crushing it. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to Extreme Rules next weekend. Um, NXT though, Joe, NXT was the next thing. I was, I was not a big fan of NXT. Really, the next two shows, NXT or Dynamite this week. Um, we we had, I don't know, like we had the Braun Breaker, uh, the Steiner Math. Yeah, he had a Steiner Math p- promo. He finally brought that out. Uh, making like the match that he's eventually going to have for the NXT championship with JD McDonough. That's now going to be a triple threat also involving Ilya Dragunov. So that's going to be an awesome match. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, there wasn't really anything great coming out of NXT. Uh, the, the, they had the Wesley versus Tony D'Angelo match, the qualifier match. Tony D'Angelo got hurt, so they had to referee stop the match, and Wesley qualified for the ladder match for the North American title. Um, that's happening at Halloween Havoc. We had a little day in the life of Pretty Deadly segment, um, a debut from the Surfer Girl. I don't know. Joe Gacy and Cameron Grimes had a match. I uh, just get Joe Gacy off my screen, please. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I think I think just every week that Joe Gacy is on my screen on NXT, it's just not going to be a good NXT. It's just going to leave a sour taste in my mouth. I hate the character. He's not a terrible wrestler. It's just I have no interest in anything that he does in the like in promos, character work, anything. Like none of it's good. Dragonov had a match against Zion Quinn. Who won? Just kidding. Uh, off. Yeah, obviously. Uh, let's see. Nikita Lyons, Thicky Steamboat. She beat Caden Carter, which begs the question. Like, this is another thing that I hate, along with um, champion contenders matches, which we had one of those on Dynamite this week. Um, is when a tag team champion is in a singles match, they lose every time. Yeah, it's annoying as fuck. Yeah. Like I don't think I don't think they ever win those matches, and it's just so predictable and the worst storytelling because the the challenger the challenging team they have one person go against one person in the other tag team, and that's how they create the storyline is the one person the challenger they they always win the match against the and and they always win a singles match against the champion and that's like oh. I think now would be the time for us to challenge you for the tag titles because I beat you in the singles match. It 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 kind of makes sense, but like at the same time, it's just like no, just stop. Yeah. I don't know. It 
it's just something that annoys the shit out of me. Um, the uh, the only other thing I had notes on was Damon Kemp getting himself disqualified against Brutus Creed. Um, and then my last note for NXT didn't really have to do with the show, but there was a tweet that went viral this week from somebody sent like talking about Mandy Rose's uh like running knee. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody decided to say on Twitter this week that Mandy Rose has a better running knee than Kenny Omega. And other people backed her up. I just I saw I saw one like W or AEW hater um like that I con- consistently see hating on AEW which I think that person's an idiot but they they consistently hate on AEW and they they said something stupid to the effect of uh well of course she does she actually got she got actual yeah, training got in, in the performance center whereas Kenny Omega just played with a bunch of pl- blow up dolls and and children yeah <laughs> I, I don't like, remember who said the... that, but I saw. I, it was, I saw it was that like exactly. Jobber Nation or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I. She does have a good running knee. Yeah, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, it's Kenny Omega. She's not Kenny Omega status. No, and we talked about we've talked about the fact that Mandy Rose, from like her Hard Knocks day or not Hard Knocks, uh, Tough Enough days. Hard Knocks is the NFL. Her Tough Enough days to now is like the improvement is incredible even her whatever her page faction was to now her page faction she did like page like she and um sonia deville debuted on the main roster with page when page returned to the ring i don't remember their name i don't either because i don't remember that i don't i don't know if you're correct i'm not fucking with you um, I remember, I remember her tag team name with Sonya Deville was Fire and Desire. Yep. Was it like Evolution? Was that their name? I don't think so. Page. I think maybe Paige just came back and was like backing them as no. She was the leader. She was the leader, the manager slash leader, and then. But I don't think she wrestled. She eventually. That's so. That's when she got back in the ring. Absolution. I don't remember that at all. I do remember the name Absolution, but I don't remember that at all. Yeah, they had like a feud with uh no, never mind. That was Riot Squad that had a feud with Natalia. Whatever. It's just like that's just like a, a time in WWE that I don't remember shit. It wasn't good. It wasn't good, but that but that was the the first time that that Soraya returned from injury. Well, Speaking of Soraya returning from injury, should we get into um, AEW and how bad that promo was? That was so bad. Um, yeah, so she there comes were out. multiple bad promos. <laughs> she comes, yeah, her and Wheeler Yuta. She comes out, her Wheeler Yuta and Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, I'll so, check you out. <laughs> Soraya, hers was just it was just like a, a carbon copy of her WWE promos where she said, I'm back. And this is my house. And then she was like, let's bring all the AEW ladies out there, out here. And five women came out. Five faces. Five faces came out. Which was eventually met by um, 
Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, someone else, and Penelope Ford. I think Rebel. I think it was just Rebel. Um, and then that just got into the uh, the Tony Storm and Serena Deeb match, and it just got ended up being made into a lumberjack match. Lumberjill match. Yeah, they didn't even call it that. They called it well, a lumberjack match. There, there was a a comment from I think it was uh, I think it was Excalibur was like I like calling it a lumberjill match, and then Paige was like, well, you know, I call it lumberjack equal opportunity, you know, and yeah. I was like, but <laughs> I think that's confused. the exact opposite of what that means. Yeah, it was just awkward when you've gotten um, so progressive that you just decide to go back to what it was originally called. Yeah. Um. So. Paige or Soraya also got heat from her promo because she she took a shot at WWE uh, by saying, oh, you know, now I have a boss that actually listens to me. But at the same time, uh, she one of the one of the quotes I said was like, this was a company that continued to pay her while she did nothing because her neck was held together by Gorilla Glue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And and then also like the uh the stab that she tried to take at Britt Baker when she was like <laughs> yeah it was so weird Britt Baker like actually had some good jabs in there about her neck and like how nobody knows how to pronounce her name because like, they pronounced her name wrong the previous week which whatever but um Paige's response or Soraya's response to that was like yeah well your name rhymes with shit. <laughs> and then she like looked around at the crowd for like some sort of applause or some sort of backing from them and got nothing. Yeah, it was, was so silent. awkward. Um, she like she found a way to turn a Philadelphia like huge wrestling fan base in Philly, hardcore fans. She found a way to silence them. Yeah, um, it was bad. So they they I didn't watch it live. I watched it like a half hour behind. And. And they had bleeped it by that point. So I was sitting on my couch and I was trying to figure out what she could could have said. And my my theory was that she probably said shit taker because Britt Baker, she said, because your name rhymes with shit, which is what I found out on Twitter after the fact. But I, I was trying to think like they, they bleeped it live also. Oh, OK. Yeah, I guess Britt Baker's name rhymes with shit. And Britt, uh, Britt rhymes with shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I thought. I thought she said shit taker, um, which still wouldn't have been funny, but it no. was it was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and then uh yeah, I mean we could talk about some other stuff on Dynamite. So they had the Jericho Appreciation Society thing. Um, which was like the segment, the entirety of the segment wasn't bad, I guess, because you got the Daniel Garcia turning on Chris Jericho. Kinda, potentially. But the the beginning of the segment where they were all cheering for themselves and uh, talking about how the crowd doesn't get pizza, I was cringing through the entire thing. Yeah. And then eventually, like and they uh, had that, that, what, the the Luigi Primo, that pizza dude there, just randomly, yeah. and um, and Anna J gets like the fuck out. Again. She eventually gets the 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 mic, and she's like, "Oh, so you guys want pizza? Well, you can't have pizza." And they start booing her, and she's like, "You can't boo me, and you can't have pizza." And they continue to boo, and she's like, "I'll touch out." <laughs> oh man, 
It would just be so much worse if she wasn't attractive. Yeah. Like if, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything about that, actually. It ends up turning into a Danielson versus uh, Daddy Magic uh, Matt Menard match, which wasn't terrible. Obviously, wasn't great. It's, it's wasn't. Danielson. Um, and then like we still don't get any payoff because Daniel Garcia still doesn't know if he's a wrestler or a sports entertainer. He he yeah. He's hinting at the fact that he's a wrestler, but it still hasn't become a thing yet. Um other stuff. Oh, also just like the purple. Like just chill the fuck out with the purple. Like they wore way too much purple. Everyone was in purple. Do you think and, that's a hit at not, did not need to see that much purple on my screen? Do you think that's a hit at the uh, sports entertainers that are uh judgment day? I doubt it. I don't know. They do a lot of subtle like hints you know i don't i don't think so at the at whole all. sports entertainment thing no i don't think so um then we also had the uh mjf and wheeler yuda stuff <laughs> wheeler yuda trying to figure <laughs> out what mjf's promo is gonna say and he's like he's gonna talk shit about the red or not the red wings the uh the phillies the phillies then, then he does and he's like look he said it and you can like yeah. barely hear him say that in the background but <laughs> it was it was an awkward like he just came to the ring and started shouting. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was bad. His voice cracked a few times. Like, he's just not good at promos. And uh, that doesn't just, need to be. That's he's not good. someone you should be throwing out there in a promo battle with MJF. Um, so him and MJF are having a match next week. I did really enjoy like the main event stuff where MJF was up in the the press box and then Wheeler Yuta kind of showed up behind him and then there was like a little brawl there that was good um makes me that that part makes me look forward to their match but yeah I don't need the promos from Wheeler Yuta I think the match will be good I would rather it just be MJF talking a bunch of shit to Wheeler Yuta and then Wheeler Yuta about to be saying something into the mic and then just dropping it and they start brawling like I would rather yeah. that but one thing one thing I want to talk about. Um so Ricky Starks is obviously fully face at this point. Yep. He he faced some guy that I, I don't know. I assume he's just some local jobber. Oh, actually apparently he's a Ring of Honor competitor. What's that what was the name? Eli Esam. Yeah, I've heard that before. Um that guy had the biggest bulge I've ever seen. I quite honestly didn't pay attention to the Ricky Starks match. It wasn't a good match. It was a squash match. But you, yeah, that was what you noticed was his bulge. I definitely noticed his bulge. Well, all right then. It was it was massive. Good for Eli Islam. Is Islam? Isam. Isam. It's like ISOM, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not Islam. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but yeah, I'm just saying what the correct <laughs> the correct thing is. He sound. Um, main event was good. Yeah, main event. It was uh, Jericho. Oh yeah, Jericho and Bandito, and then we also had the Mox and uh, Juice Robinson champion contenders match. Uh, which does that bother you? That on a that on AEW we had a championship contenders match a little bit, but it's it's a little bit different than how WWE does it because WWE when WWE does a championship contenders match, 
the contender wins 100% of the time, and then that's how they make a feud. This time, Mox just wins, and we're probably not going to see anything come out of it. We might, but I doubt it. So I don't hate it. It's just another way to put a decent to good match on TV. Um, but yeah, the main event was good. I want Bandito to be signed to AEW. Dude, uh, the white mask with the with the broken nose was a was a cool touch. Yeah, very. I didn't much. know where the blood came from. And then the whole thing with Jericho at the end saying he's gonna like. I, I do I do kind of appreciate the story here a little bit where he's just going to shit on Ring of Honor a bunch and take down all of their former champions. But yeah. the problem is a bunch of their former champions are either like retired or in WWE. But there yeah. is there is a decent amount of them in AEW already. Um yeah. if you want I- to count punk, sure. Samoa Joe, Cole, um Danielson. Danielson, I don't remember Which, a, a bunch of other ones, but uh, Nigel look, McGinnis, he is retired. He's retired. I know. Um, I don't He's remember. The, I don't remember the other ones, but I looked at the whole list, and there, there's a decent amount of them. That oh, Dalton Castle's in there. Uh, but oh, Cody Rhodes is in WWE. Like, yeah, but Jer- Jericho's take, already beat down Rhodes. all of them. He can't take down all of them, but he can take down a decent amount of them just by being in AEW, which it's a yeah. good it it's a decent story to go after. Um, I, it makes me kind of intrigued as to like what to the eventual maybe maybe he takes down a bunch of the champions and then he eventually re refuels his feud with Danielson and maybe Danielson wins. Maybe. I'm not sure. Because um, if Danielson's not going to get the AEW title anytime soon, I wouldn't mind seeing Danielson get I, At this point, there. I don't think Danielson's going to win a title in AEW. At all? If he didn't win last week, like... The only reason I think he didn't win a- last week is because I think he is going to win a title and they didn't want it to be something so short because MJF is eventually going to unseat Mox. That's my my thought. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I don't know. It's just... I feel like Danielson's in that point of his career where he's fine not winning any more titles. He just wants to put on really good matches and put people over. I was really ready to see the the wooden uh AEW belt. I saw some Oh uh, yeah, made I of saw uh, Yeah, I saw a tweet about it and it looked really cool. Just yeah. like I thought that the hemp and wood uh WWE belt looked good. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a nice touch, like when the when the belt uh, accompanies like a character. When the belt brings out part of a character, it makes it that much better. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, all in all, like not a great dynamite, but there are some things to look forward to. Um, I'm I'm decently I'm I'm looking forward slightly to the MJF. And you to match next week. It, it it'll yeah. be good. I don't remember what else they have going on next week, but they they announced a few things. But I think well, pretty soon gonna... we're gonna get a Mox Hangman. Oh yeah, Mox and Hangman happening soon. Um, I would assume that Full Gear is gonna be. I I honestly think that 
I don't think he's going to face MJF at full gear. I think MJF's going to cash in at full gear. Okay, so we're back on the cash in thing. Yeah, I mean they they bring it up so much about cashing in that I don't think it's going to be like a pre advertised match. I think it's going to be okay. like a surprise so thing. I I mean the thing is the poker chips never been like the money in the bank contract before. Exactly. That's the thing is like but MJF would be the person to start that trend. Yeah. And like use it in like a heelish fashion to get a get an edge on the competition and cat and use it in a cash in form rather than using it like a face would and being like I challenge you to a match on this week and like give them time to prepare. Yeah. Or whatever. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that pretty much does it. Uh, next week we've got the go home shows for extreme rules. And then, I mean, the fallout from this week's AEW and NXT, um, like I said, a few weeks slash months ago, um, prediction shows, not going to be doing them as much. We might give some predictions next week, just as we talk about the weekly recap. Um, but next week is once again, going to be a retro pay-per-view. We have Armageddon 1999 and be talking about the leading up to extreme rules. Which is a show that, like I already said, I'm looking very forward to. I'm excited. Very excited for Extreme Rules. So, it's going to be good stuff. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DDTWrestlePod. We've been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe. And we'll catch you on down the road. <laughs> <laughs>